change you, release in you, demonstrate to you, show you all that you're capable of, becoming and doing. If you're willing to line up with the will of God, that's exactly what he's willing to do. Where does it begin? Getting cleaned up. The cleansing of the heart. Thy word have I treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Why? Because God knows, and all through the word, we can look at passage after passage after passage. What's God talking about? Walking obediently before him. Living a holy life. Maintaining a clean, pure heart. What did Jesus say? Blessed are the pure in heart. They're the ones who will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart because, listen, watch this. It isn't only we'll see God when we get to heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart who will see God at work in their life every single day. Listen, he's not reserved that to one of these days we die and go to heaven. Blessed are the pure in heart. Those who maintain a clean heart, they shall see God today in this situation, that circumstance, in this relationship, in that job, in this pleasure, in this hobby, in this habit, whatever it may be. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. That is, you will experience, you will see the hand of God. You will experience God working in your life, bringing your potential to reality, bringing the possibilities to actuality in your life. That's what he's willing to do. That's what he desires of us. That's why he created you. Wonderfully, skillfully, awesomely created you. Now, do you want to end up your life saying, if I'd have, if I'd have just listened, if, I had, if I'd have just applied what I heard, if I'd have this and if I'd have that, or do you want to one day end up your life and look back in absolute amazement and think, oh God, I would never have believed you brought me through that. My God, how I'm amazed that you, that you enabled me to do that. I'm amazed that you worked this in my life. I'm, I'm amazed, God, what you did over here. Or do you want to end up saying, if I'd have? Oh, God, if I'd have this and if I'd have that. It's a choice we make. And you see, none of us can take credit for anything. It's the work of God in our hearts. He's the one who created you wonderfully, skillfully, awesomely. He's the one who put that capacity within you, your, all of your potential, all of your possibility, lying within you, ready to be released moment by moment, day after day, year after year, growing in your relationship to him. Listen, you discovering what he's able to do in your life. If you don't like who you are, you don't like where you are, you don't like what you think about yourself, the wisest thing you can do is to place your trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Tell him you're surrendering your life to him today at this very moment. And you're trusting that the Holy Spirit whom he promised will now indwell you. And from this moment on, you, you want him to have absolute free sway in your life. Whatever he does is fine with you. And you know what? You're going to discover that whatever he does in your life is better than fine. That's the choice. And I guess if there's one thing that grieves my heart is to see people that I can see with my very short-sighted vision who have such potential, such possibilities, wasting away their life. Watch this. On the world's frills, wasting away fantastic talent and ability and skills in ways that bring them the world's honor, but not God's. That's not the way you want to live.
That's not the way you want to end up. But it's a choice you make. You end up with the awesome approval of the Lord Jesus Christ, or you end up with ashes and eternal separation from God. God grant you the wisdom, my friend, to choose right now to tell the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, no more of this half-hearted living. I'm laying aside this carnal life. I'm tired of just doing pretty good. I'm tired of excusing my sinfulness, my disobedience. Today, I lay it all down because I want to find out just what God had in mind the moment He created. Thanks for joining us on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. God created you to serve Him. Surrender to His will and find the fulfillment that comes from walking closely with your Savior. You'll find tools to help you strengthen your faith at our website, intouch.org. And to listen again, look for the Today on Radio link on our homepage. If you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, A Clean Heart, visit our online bookstore. It's also included in his teaching set, How to Reach Your Full Potential. Again, log on to intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. To write to us, address your letter to In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. What do Moses, the Apostle Paul, and you have in common? The answer is just ahead in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we could ever find on our own. In Trusting God with Today, the new 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Pre-order at intouch.org slash today. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions. How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the Word of God. But how do we know where to start? The free In Touch devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically-based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies, and more. The In Touch devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org slash daily. You're listening to In Touch. Do you look at yesterday's mistakes and think failure? God looks at you and says something quite different. With encouragement for believers, here's A Moment with Charles Stanley. Now I want you to remember this because oftentimes we excuse ourselves. Remember that Moses was a murderer. He killed an Egyptian soldier. You kill him on purpose. He was a murderer. But God used him to lead the Hebrew children out of Egyptian bondage and became the statesman of the Old Testament. Look at the Apostle Paul. He did something worse than that. He not only was guilty of murder, it was his idea to eliminate the name of Jesus on the face of the earth and to eradicate the Christian church. And he became God's most awesome missionary. Do you think that he would ever have thought that God could possibly have used him like that? What do you think he thought sitting in a cell in Rome that he would have the potential 
by the power of God to write an epistle, and more than one epistle, a number of epistles, that would absolutely revolutionize the life of people 2,000 years later. You see, you do not know what your potential is. Don't look back at your past and say, well, back yonder made this mistake, so did they. Well, back yonder I did this, so did they. The issue is, are you willing to line up today with the will of God in your life and discover what He can do, what He will do? You say, well, I don't know that God loves me all that much. You can never prove that with the Word of God. Yes, He does. What you have to ask is, what does the Word of God say? And the Word of God says very clearly, that from God's perspective, what has He done? He has made you wonderfully and fearfully, and He has placed within you, listen, all the capacity, all that you need within you to become, everything He wants you, it's already there. It lies within you, waiting to be released. You can learn more about surrendering your life to Jesus Christ at intouch.org. And if today's program has given you guidance for your spiritual journey, please let us know. Tomorrow on In Touch, we'll continue our series, How to Reach Your Full Potential. Next on the list, A Clear Mind. That's Wednesday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look in an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. In many ways, abortion, perhaps more than any other single issue, symbolizes our society's core beliefs. Simply put, Christian societies do not kill their smallest, most vulnerable members. Pagan societies do. In a fascinating recent essay that was published over at First Things, Louise Perry argued that the fight over abortion is really about whether we'll remain, in any real sense, a Christian society or will repaganize to the beliefs and values of pre-Christian times. Perry is the author of the recent book, The Case Against the Sexual Revolution, and she's not a Christian, though she does admit she finds Christianity attractive. Perry opened her essay by citing a Scottish poet, Holly McNish, who wrote that archaeologists know they found a Greek or Roman brothel when they unearth a pit of newborn baby's bones. Hearing this poem for the first time gave Perry the same, quote, painful, squeezing, swooping sensation that she first felt when she heard a graphic description of abortion. And she realized something that pro-lifers have long argued, that abortion's really a form of legalized infanticide, and not all that different from the kind of baby killing of the ancient world. Though Perry is still pro-choice in certain cases, she admits, she's clearly uneasy about it because she sees how abortion and infanticide exist on a kind of continuum, she calls it, one that includes other ancient practices like slavery, the sexual exploitation of women and children, and the general disregard for the weak and the poor. Historically, only one group of people ever objected to all of these things. Here's how Perry put it, quote, the supremely strange thing about Christianity in anthropological terms is that it takes a topsy-turvy attitude toward weakness and strength. To put it crudely, most cultures look at the powerful and the wealthy and assume that they must be doing something right to have attained such might. And it was into this predatory, power-centric pagan world that Christ stepped in. 
Christ who defeated the powerful through submission to death, even death on a cross. After his resurrection, his followers then began to insist on the innate and equal value of all human beings and began condemning practices like infanticide and slavery. And as authors like Tom Holland have pointed out, these Christian ideals didn't vanish with the rise of secular humanism. In other words, Western progressives owe their moral instincts to protect the weak and vulnerable to Christians, even if they scoff at the very idea of the Christian God. And therein lies Perry's problem. There's not a group weaker or more vulnerable than unborn babies, and yet these are precisely the victims that feminists and secular progressives insist we have to ignore if we're to advance sexual freedom. And we've all seen recently just how much the rhetoric around abortion is heating up, both against those who work to save pre-born lives and now for the legal extension of so-called medical aid in dying to children with disabilities. All of which is why, Perry concludes, the legal status of abortion represents the bleeding edge of dechristianization. Stepping decisively away from the influence of Christianity in our world will bring back an older, darker set of values in which the strong exploit the weak, and no one objects. Such a world would truly be, once again, pagan. In this world, women, the poor, and other vulnerable classes would not fare well. Historically speaking, equality, human rights, the protection of the weak aren't self-evident. They're part of a distinctly Christian heritage, shaped by a distinctly Christian vision of life in the world. As the values of our pagan past grow more and more influential and pervasive today, progressives should take note that a society built on babies' bones won't long respect the rights of anyone except for the powerful. For that kind of respect, you need Jesus Christ. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Shane Morris. And for more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org. From the minute you wake up to when you head back to bed, the amount of information thrown at you is overwhelming. Listen to Billy Graham explain it. We Americans live in a world of total exposure to media messages. This has created a complexity of problems unknown to any other generation. Information overload makes it easy to feel lost about current events and anxious about the future. Thankfully, there's good news that cuts through all the noise. There is no problem, political or social or personal, that God cannot solve. And there is no prayer too hard for God to answer. If you're feeling anxious or worried, you can pray with someone right now at our 24-hour prayer line, 855-255-7729. That's 855-255-PRAY. 855-255-7729. We're the Billy Graham.